the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's I on Real Estate on AM 970. The answer. AM 970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're finally back, and I guess the show must go on. We've had some technical difficulties due to the storm. There was a lot of adages, but I think we're good to go now. Um, I am going to have Mike Conte, who I promised you in the beginning of the show. Uh, Mike has uh, been with us many a times, and he has he knows everything about insurance problems, which we have a lot of questions to ask him. He's the principal at Honick Conte Perino Insurance Agency here in New York City and the former president of the Council of Insurance Brokers of Greater New York. And before I have Mike on, because I don't want to interrupt him, let me take a quick question from Paul. Paul, are you on the line? Hi. Hi, Paul. Hi, Donnie. Where are you um, calling from? I live I'm calling from Oceanside, New York. Oh, My wife and I are in our 70s, and uh, we own a co-op. We've been here for about 18 years. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're thinking of selling it and moving out to either Arizona or Florida, preferably Arizona. And we're probably thinking about doing it next year. What do you think about that idea, buying another co-op apartment in Arizona? Well, I mean, I think you have to like Arizona, and I think that you have you have you been there for any length of time yes. before? Yeah, we usually have gone for a month in between uh, – teaching sessions, but uh, this year, because my wife has a pre-existing condition, we're not going anywhere. So I'm just right. thinking, hopefully, when this might be over, and I'm being optimistic, uh, we can get that, we can go back out there and stay there permanently. Well, if you like it, and you've, you know, because I always suggest people stay there more than a week to make sure they like it, I would tell you this, Long Island is, uh, it's a good time to sell your home. I mean, Long Island's off the wall. I mean, we're so busy because a lot of people are moving outside of the city. Of That's You know, the I millennials who have kids, you know, they need space. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would tell you that, I, have you looked at anything? Have you gotten an idea of what's, you know, what you can afford or what you, where you'd like to live there? Yeah, we, we like Scottsdale, and we were staying at one particular development. Um, and we've been looking at, uh, two-bedroom apartments, and they kind of cost between two fifty and three fifty. Well, I have friends that move there; they love it. 
I would tell you that, you know, you want to wait till the fall, see what goes on. But truthfully, virus or no virus, if you, you know, you've done your homework and you like it there, it's a really good time. Long Island's on fire. I mean, there's just not enough, there's not enough inventory. So it's a good time to sell. And you're certainly going to probably sell for more than you'll have to pay there. And it's all about lifestyle. So. so if you, you know, if you're happy there, you have friends there, and you're going to be, then I would say, hey, you know what? The next six months, call up some brokers, get an idea yeah. of what your property is worth. Maybe you want to get rid of anything that you know you've accumulated over the years, so it shows, and maybe if it needs a coat of paint or not, and just kind of get it ready. But I think that you're in a, you know, I think you're in a very good position. And I think that that's a great lifestyle choice, even though I'm sure you'll miss Long Island because Oceanside is a wonderful place. Oh, I certainly will, and we're considering coming back for two months. Um, oh, that's great. But, okay, thank you, Donnie. All right, keep Appreciate us posted. Okay, Mike, how are you, Mike? Excellent. How How are you doing? Oh, Mike, we're hanging in there. Oh, it's kind of a crazy time, and we you know, were trying to get a hold of you for a long time. We have so many questions for you. Um, well, I'm happy, so I'm why happy don't to answer you them all. And give us what you think is, is the most important thing, and then I, I'll ask some of the questions that some of our listeners Great. have asked to ask you. So right. what's going on in the insurance side of this? I mean... Well, I, I'm I'm happy to get into that, but I, if if I can comment, if you don't mind, on just one thing that you've been talking about all morning, and 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 that's New York City coming back, and and I just want to tell you an interesting, quick story. Sure. I had a phone call the other morning. Uh, one of my uh, uh, customers called up and said, "Hey, would you talk to my daughter?" And I said, "Sure, why?" And she's 26 years old, and she said to me, "Mr. Conti, um, I'm, we're thinking of moving into the Lower East Side. What do you think about that?" And I said, "That's great. That's wonderful." But I said, "You know, now why? What's going on?" She said, "Are you kidding me? I'm, I'm sitting here in, in, in Jersey. It's, I'm going crazy. I want to be in the city where the action is." So my point, I guess, is simply that. Human nature prevails uh, regardless of a lot of the things that are going on. So uh, I'm confident New York City will be back stronger than ever. So I just wanted to add that to to the mix uh, because it goes along with a lot of the things that were said this morning. Yes, and I couldn't agree with you more because, you know, as I think I've said on many shows, a lot of the baby boomers had one foot out the door already because they were getting older. They wanted to be in a warmer climate. And... A lot of people were forced not want to be in the city, and they couldn't because the prices were a little high. I think you know you're not going to steal anything in New York, but I think you can make some very good deal deals on rentals, and that's what we're seeing. People who now were priced out of New York City might have an opportunity to buy in New York City, and let's face it, I, I, you know, uh, my, nothing I, like I, New York City, and it's going to come back. It's, I, I I do think it might. You know, I don't want to. I think it's going to take about, you know, another year uh, for it to really start to come back because of the virus. But I think New York City really, people have really pretty much stuck to the uh, plan. The buildings, I mean, everyone complains about co-ops. But truthfully, the co-ops were that strict, and they really wouldn't let anybody in the building. And that was a big plus, even though sometimes you complain and you say, oh, those co-ops, I can't do this, I can't do that. They really took over, and they made sure. Oh, you couldn't even bring your mother. And they really contributed to why I think 
the cases are so down in New York City. So Dottie might drop, so we're trying to get him back. I think, to your point, Mike, I I, I think that there's opportunities for people that never had them. I see Blackstone and and big companies who are, 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 are looking for space for their headquarters in New York. Um, New York's New York, and, you know, it goes through such, sometimes, you know, ups and downs. But anything, you know, there's no such thing as it. Well, I guess there is, but it doesn't happen often. Get-rich-quick scheme. I mean, you know, it's kind of if you, if, you, if you believe in something, you put your money in it, you can get some great opportunities now, and you have to hold it. Um, and look at 9-11. I, I stress that every weekend. If you, if you looked at 9-11 after that, it was a horror show. I mean, it was just decimated. It was totally decimated. And people said nobody will ever live in downtown again. And nobody will ever be in a high floor. Well, downtown is thriving. It's probably one of the hottest places in the city. And the higher the floor, the more the money. So those people who invested after 9-11 and probably got great deals, I mean, some of them probably could retire on the profits now. But, Mike, I want to ask you a question. Hey, Dottie, Mike dropped. Oh. We're trying to get him back. We're getting him back right now, though. Oh, okay. So I was going to ask Mike a question, but since we lost Mike, um, maybe, Steve, you could help me with this. You know, there's a whole thing about the liability of employers. So, for example, I know they're trying to come up with some legislation so that you can't sue. But let's say a a person goes back to work and gets COVID. And I don't know how you prove. I don't really know how they prove where somebody caught it. I don't know if they can. I doubt they can. But I was, was told that there'll be lawsuits or there are lawsuits about people who are going to say, well, you know, I went back to work and that's where I caught it. And so I, apparently they were working on some legislation to, so that you couldn't sue uh, employers because that's kind of really a tough – do you know much about that? Sure. Um, it's, I think a lot in flux, as you're rightfully saying, and I think unfortunately there are some people who I think are looking for an opportunity, um, including some of the legal profession there. Um, but typically, when you have um, when you get a workplace injury, it falls under workman's compensation. And for people who are trying to, I think, you know, make it a windfall, um, the workers' compensation rules. What they did was they they made it deliberately different than people who get like a personal injury, like in a car accident. And what it is is they reduce the threshold of proof of direct causation but they also limited the paths and it's really linked much more towards the actual medical bills, not the quote unquote pain and suffering that you see in personal injury cases. Um, so, you know, I think employers are doing the best they can. I think also in this time period, a lot of the workplace rules are in flux. Um, you know, there's, you see signage, you see, um, you know, all the, the shields and, mask policies. I mean, I know we at the firm, we have not only signs everywhere, we have limits. So conference rooms where we could normally have 20 people, we're capping at four people spread out. Um, you know, restrooms that are designed for multiple people, we limit to one at a time. So All right, we have I, I think there's a, a lot of rules to try to have things as safe as 
people. And we already deal with a little bit of an unknown uh, as well as that. Yeah. Right, Do we have Mike up. back? Yep. I, I, I know oh, I cut out at some point. We apologize for today's show. It's kind of been a, a challenge, but we're working through it. Mike, um, well, we lost you for a second. Uh, Steve kind of tried to help answer this question because he's familiar with it, but um, will there be liability insurance? Like, in other words, if you're an employee and you have people back, and I'm reading a whole bunch that, you know, they're going to, you know, some people obviously will take advantage, but some will say, well, listen, I went back to work, and now I got COVID, and I don't know that they can prove it. And I know they're trying to have some kind of legislation so that an employee can't be held responsible. Um, what do you know about yeah, well, that? You know. Well, uh- well, I'll do, I'll do my best. I heard the end of Steve, and, and Steve actually always gives better answers than me. So thanks, Steve. I appreciate that. But what what I what I have heard is two issues. Number one, they're trying to make COVID a compensable uh, illness under workers' comp, which I think is very important because it will take away a lot of the who, whose fault this is and take care of the people who need to be taken care of, which, it, by the way, is the basis of workers' compensation. But an article that I did read this week, um, I think one of the issues becomes, how do you know you got it there? Well, that's you know, what I want to know. Yeah, you, you were on the, in the grocery store. You, went, you, know, you, you said hello to Mrs. Jones down the street. How do you know where you got it? You know? And I think that's an important issue. However, I will say I'll add another one, and, and Steve could chime in on that because I know this is right down his road. Like, New York is pretty weird. You know, when you look at, uh, for example, the, the lead poisoning laws, right? For years, suits have been brought um, alleging uh, that the child was uh, uh, harmed by the ingestion of lead paint in the apartment. Well, they checked the apartment. There's no lead in the apartment, but there's lead in the building. Therefore, the suit gets brought forward. So that. That's maybe unique to New York, and, and we'll see the same thing here. But what's what's happening, and I don't know where I was cut off in my in my monologue there, but um, it, what's happening is across the country, it seems that the exclusions for virus, bacteria are being upheld by the courts. Uh, I was saying when I was cut off that there was a ruling in D.C. that uh, – uh, the restaurant association lost challenging the um, the uh, business income exclusion because of or the the business income coverage. They were challenging, of course, the exclusion, and and DC just ruled that the exclusion will stand. So this is a going on state by state by state. So I don't know if there's much hope in the courts. So does that mean that I mean? Again, I urge people never to take advantage because I, I don't know that people can really know for sure where they caught it. But so then, Steve, and I'm asking both of you this question. So if I'm an employer, whether I'm a small business and I have five people working for me or I have 100 people working for me, can you really, can you, if somebody says I'm not comfortable coming back to work, can you, you know, you have to kind of not, I mean, you know. You can't really force them, can you? Well, you can't know. force anyone to work, but, but I think I want to hit on a couple of points. I, I think, number one, anyone, even if you were under a rock, everyone knows that there is something called COVID-19 out there. And right. there is so much information out there. So the first you know, comment I want to make 
like, you know, an employee coming in and says, oh, I had no idea, right? People know that even walking outside, you know, there is, there is some level of risk. We're not exactly sure in every circumstance, but there is a sense and an awareness. So I think that's the first point. Um, so people have to make their decision of do I want to go back to work or not to work and how I want to work. Employers, I'm saying across the board, are making all sorts of reasonable accommodations. Um, and in some cases, there's only so much you can do. Like if you want to walk into a deli or a coffee shop, there needs to be a frontline person working there. So there's only so many things you can do, whether it's a guard shield or gloves or the mask, um, how people interact. There's only so much that can be done. There's some level of interaction. So I think it's going to vary based on the standards of that community that's in there, right? I mean, you talked about how plenty of your workers at, at Douglas Allen and the agents are able to work remotely. But then at a certain point, where do you also draw the line? If someone says they feel comfortable going inside an apartment and doing a showing with somebody, you know, that is a decision that they've made, right, versus saying I'm only going to be remote. And there's different permutations you can go with. And, and I think this leads to the last important point, and I think this is something um, that really all the politicians of all backgrounds need to keep in mind. We need to sort of have guidance and sort of a grand compromise, you know, dealing with both businesses, tenants, landlords, and property owners, employers, employees. There needs to be a clear set of defined rules so people know what to do. I, I think people are trying very, very hard. And there should be some very clear standards that they know. And people are taking, you know, very educated guesses. Like perfect. One last example, Ms. Vane. Like our landlord, they have these cameras when you come in to test. Um, not, I don't know if any testing is perfect, but they're making a real effort. They've upgraded the air filtration system. So does right. it make a difference that we're in a Class A office building? And is that the standard that every landlord has to do? Does it matter if you're... In a small building, where is the cutoff? And this is where there's a lot of educated guessing, and I feel there should be some guidance so people know what the standard is and to avoid the uncertainty. Yeah. Mike, and, and, do, you, do, you see there, do you see an insurance, like liability insurance coming out for this? I mean, do you well, see well, that you know eventually? What? I think that there's already a, a, a number of lawsuits alleging that employers have done nothing um, right. and, and people feel as though – I can't go back to work because you haven't uh, done a thing. You're not providing the masks. You're not you're not uh, doing screening. You're not doing spacing. So there have been a number of these lawsuits, and that falls under the EPLI coverage, which uh, most businesses, by the way, we've talked about on the show, and most businesses don't carry. It's a very important coverage. Em employers practices liability insurance. Um, and now, well, by the way, tell us a little about that insurance again, because um, it might be time well, that people carry it. But yeah, tell us a little. I mean, EPLI is a very interesting coverage. Um, it, it it protects the employer against allegations brought by the employees of either sexual harassment or hostile workplace or uh, improper terminations. Uh, so it does protect the employer uh, in that regard. Now, mind you, many. Um, Household employees uh, also bring these type of suits, and a lot of homeowners don't even think to purchase that coverage, but it is a very important coverage. So we're seeing the lawsuits come in that arena where 
an employee is making the allegation that the workplace is unsafe and I don't want to return and because I'm not happy to return, they, they, you know, they, that's where the suit comes from. But, but I think Okay, that, I, I'm going to save my question, but I think we have a okay. break coming up. Because I, I want to, so if you don't feel safe, do they still have to pay you? Or do you I mean, let's take a quick break. It's a very interesting subject, and I think it's going to affect all of us. So I don't think there's a clear-cut answer, but it's something I think people should start to look at. Um, I know some of the businesses uh, I know are looking at it right now, and my Maybe we should have more insurance that we don't Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. The buckets you buy at Ace hold paint, dirt, and debris. But our Children's Miracle Network buckets hold so much more, like dreams, hope, and care for children. Because over the last 29 years, with your help, Ace has raised over $125 million for local CMN hospitals. So stop by your local Ace this weekend to make a $5 donation and get a 5-gallon bucket plus 20% off almost anything that fits inside it. Offer valid on regular price merchandise. Additional exclusions apply. See store for details. Relief Factor. Effective pain relief that really, really works. How do I know that I don't have a script? I don't have talking points. I live it. I've been taking it for a year and a half. I had a lower back pain issue that had been plaguing me for nine years, almost a decade. I took Relief Factor for two weeks. Yes, two weeks, and my pain was gone, and it's still gone. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. Don't take my word for it. See their incredible video testimonials at relieffactor.com. And then find out for yourself if this incredible drug-free product could work for you as well as it does for me and tens of thousands of Americans. It's so very, very simple. Go to relieffactor.com, order the three-week quick starter pack. It'll be at your door in three days or less. And I guarantee it, Dr. G's guarantee, if you take it morning and evening, as do I, for three weeks, by the end of that time, you will know if it works for you like it works for me. Hi, Kevin McCullough. I can't make heads or tails of elder law or estate care. And I got to tell you, Mike Connors does. That's why I want you to get your questions asked from him every Thursday on my show, Kevin McCullough Radio. Just email your question to askmikeconnors at gmail.com or call 718-238-6500. Then listen to Mike's show Saturday mornings at 8 o'clock on AM 570, The Mission and FM 102.3. And Saturday evenings at 6 on AM 970, The Answer. That familiar sound means it's back to school time. But this year, back to school will mean different things for different families. Whether your kids are returning to class with face masks or you're keeping them at home, one thing stays the same. Back to school will mean some big expenses. But we'd like to help. Enter the back to school sweepstakes. You could win $2,500 to pay for school supplies, kids' clothing, electronics, and more. Then we pay an additional $2,500 to your school. To enter, just go to our website. You can even win bonus entries to increase your chances of winning. No matter what back-to-school means for your family, we make it easier with the back-to-school sweepstakes. For your chance to win, head on over to am970theanswer.com and enter. That's am970theanswer.com. am970theanswer.com. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. Okay, we're back, and we're, you're listening to I on Real Estate, and we were, we were talking with Mike about 
insurance and how people are making claims saying that they, you know, they might have caught the virus at their work or that they weren't practicing the right social distancing, what, et cetera. And uh, I guess that's, you know, things are happening so fast, I don't know how anybody could have all the answers. But, Mike, is this similar to the HIV crisis in the 1980s? The, the the early HIV crisis, um, there were some suits that were covered because people were transmitting the disease without knowing that they were, and there were no virus transmission exclusions back then. So we did see some uh, claims paid in that arena. Then, uh, as time went on, they put the uh, on all personal lines and business contracts uh, disease transmissions exclusions, virus exclusions, etc., and so on. And that kind of ended those suits. But you know, I think one of the things that we we also need to talk about, you know, viruses. If it, knowingly pass a virus, passing a virus can make you liable. You just don't have any insurance carrier to back you up. So people need to be aware of that. We all really need to do the best that we can do to to protect others and to protect ourselves. Just because insurance is not a vehicle for uh, compensation, it doesn't mean that we could be reckless in our behavior. And, and people have to know that. Okay, so to say that, to kind of capture what you're saying, you're saying, for example... If you're not doing any everything yourself, uh, because again, people have some people have no symptoms, so you might have it not right. you know not deliberately right. be giving it to right. someone, but not right. even you're right. asymptomatic, you don't know that you have it. Uh, so, is it really important for all of us to do our part on making I mean, sure that we do what we can clearly. so that we're protecting people, even if we don't believe we have it? Or... You know, I, I think we do. And, and one of the things you touched on earlier in the show, and, I, I, you know, I, when you're on the show and I'm not on the phone, I talk to, my, I talk to myself about the answers. But one of the things that, you know, we, you were talking about Italy and, and, and Israel and these other yeah. countries, those societies are very homogeneous. They come up with a single cause of action and they all follow suit. In America, we have so many different cultures. Uh, we, 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 everybody does whatever they want. So it's very hard to marshal everyone in. But I think it's important that, of course, we each do, you know, what we can. Now, I, I will say this, like, I'm sure maybe when the children were younger, you know, there was a, a, a chicken pox epidemic going on in school. I, I shouldn't say epidemic, but two or three kids in school got chicken pox and all of a sudden your kid got chicken pox, too. Right. Well, did people go out and sue that family where the kid had chicken pox? No. no. Uh, had, did they know that the kid had chicken pox? You know, I mean, it just wasn't even thought of. So, I mean, I kind of believe that we're talking about this because we're so afraid of it. I, I I honestly don't believe I, I don't know what to believe to tell you the truth. I, I I never thought we'd live through this, but but it's just a different world today and, and and I think we all must do as best as we can and and we all have different opinions on whether the, the disease is real, is it fake, is it is it as harmful as they say it is and, and whatnot. So the bottom line is we all need to protect others, even if we don't want to protect ourselves. And you protect others by putting a mask on. So just do it. And, and let's move on I, with our I lives. Think, you know, I think that's well said. And I think that 
you know, as I, and I really listen to everything about this, and every day it's something different. And, like, for example, they said children, now they, now children can get it. Oh, there was epidemics in camp where all these kids got it. They might have not died from it, but they got sick and they can carry it. Um, you know, it's just, there's so many different stories going on. And frankly, no matter what side of the fence you stand on, I, this hit us, and I don't know, unless you have martial law, and that's really, uh, you know, a stretch, but these countries had martial law. So everyone had to do this, you know, right. and, and I can't, I see in America, like, one of the things that's beautiful about America is, you know, we have all these freedoms, and we don't have martial law, but at the same token, like you'll see within states, one one mayor lets you do one well, thing, another mayor closes down the beach, another one, you know, and and now of course the well, issue is going to be schools, and I can well, Daddy, tell you that it's you know, just kind of I don't know who to you don't know who to believe. So what I'm trying to do on the show, and I don't want to make it about COVID every single week. No, I know, I know, I know. But everything <laughs> is affected by that. I will tell you this, the real estate business, if you're asking whether you should buy or sell, if you were planning to buy, it's a good time to buy. If you were planning to sell, you should sell. The real estate business is going to go on. People need a place to live. How we show apartments and the precautions we take to do that might change. And I do believe that eventually virtual tours will get so sophisticated plus with you know you know they can actually show you neighborhoods where you can see the streets that i think eventually you'll see not overnight but you'll see more and more things done virtually but i think we're in a crazy time and i and i don't i feel for everyone because there's so much information and there's so many finger pointings but you know and and I don't know what people know what to believe, okay? And how does it affect you in real estate, or how does it affect you in insurance? Well, do you need, should you, should businesses call you, Mike, and just go through well, their know, insurance to make sure, what to see what they have, just so they know? You know, absolutely. I mean, you know, considering all the confusion about what employers are supposed to do, and, and, and clearly everyone is concerned uh, you know, before the break, we were talking about EPLI insurance. Our, nobody's even asking about that coverage. We try to sell it every day to, to alert the, the employers of, of the suits that are coming. I, I, I got to tell you, you know, like everything, buying insurance was, is not really on people's first thing on their mind right now. Although I will say this, the last month we've had a flurry of closings. I, I was impressed with the numbers. I looked at them the other day. July was off the wall, believe it or not. So the, the real estate activity, by the way, is going on. But it is. People, it absolutely yeah, is. It, it's, it's rocking and rolling, you know. But um, nobody wants to talk about insurance right now. As I said, we had this giant storm this week, so this was a big issue that we dealt with. Uh, the riots were a big issue before that. We had hundreds of claims for the riots. You know, So they're talking to us about uh, the problems that we're facing during this uh, thing. But i, I got to tell you, nobody, nobody is sitting down and saying, hey, let, let's review our insurance. And they should be because they're all at home with plenty of time to do it. And we're all at work doing our best to, to help all the customers. So, Can I give uh, someone I, some very yeah. good advice? I, I'm going to call you. I think every one of us, as I said, you know, when, when we talk about, you know, 
refinancing, and I say call Ace and just see if it makes sense for you. It's a call. It doesn't cost you anything, okay? But you could be saving thousands with the interest rates the way they are today. Well, the same thing with insurance. It's a time where everybody... To take the time. And, Mike, we have a Facebook yeah. page. We're going to put all your information on there, but you can give it to us again. Sure. Uh, but take take an, an hour, 40 minutes out of your day, okay, and make a call and just get a feel of what insurance you do have, what that covers. You know, even with some things that storms. You know how many people, when we had the hurricanes and people said, oh, Oh, I'm covered, but they really had wind damage, and they weren't covered for wind damage. And you, you, you really need to know these things, and then everybody should make a decision based on their own comfort zone or your, their own, uh, you know. And you know, Dottie, all, all of the adverti- all of the advertisement that you hear today about insurance is is we'll, we'll call us in 15 minutes or less. Well, I got news for you. So people, people's lives and everything that they own and all of their assets, it, it, it should take more than 15 minutes to discuss the coverage that you need and what, what you can have to protect you. But they're so brainwashed that it should take 15 minutes. You, you never have time to talk about coverages. Uh, you no, know, I completely, and that, I completely and agree so with that. So yeah. how do we get a hold of you? We're going to post all your information on our Facebook page, or you can leave us, um, you know, you leave us your information with the show. Uh, I will. Or you can go to, you know, DottieHerman.com or anybody. But I can't stress well, that it is that important, okay, for you. And also, um, I'm going to be calling you because a lot of people have done a lot of work. So people have said, I'm going to be in this house. I'm stuck here, so now... Let me have a bigger house, or let me put a home office in, or yeah. and 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 you need to make sure that your coverage right. sure. covers what you added on, so that if well, God forbid you had a catastrophe and right. you had to rebuild, that your coverage at least covers that. Well, how um, about how about people who are seeing customers in their home who who don't have the proper oh, coverage to do that? that. Yeah, and, and also, can I just add something that I mention to clients all the time when they're moving? So many times they don't realize what's covered and what's not covered, when to have the new policy in effect, when to cancel the old one. And, you know, they think, oh, you know, I have a licensed and insured mover. That still doesn't mean that your property is protected in transit. It just means that usually that when you have a licensed and insured mover, in case the movers damage the building during the move in and move out, you're covered on that. Right. But it still right. doesn't discuss your personal property. There's a lot of little nuances. And also what I warn clients on is the standard of coverage, right? You may have personal property covered on your homeowner's insurance, but you have to have a disaster or a theft, which is different than a personal articles policy. Right. Or things like right. that. So. I mean, there's so many layers, and that's it. People don't. People want to do it in 15 minutes or less, Steve. That's it. Yep. So, Mike, right after the break, could you just give us sure. your like list of what people should do, how to get a hold of you, and what what sure. questions they need to be thinking about? Yep. Because that's okay. so important. Um, we really need to know about that. I'm so thankful you have. keep us posted because I think. In an era where it's tough to know which news outlet to trust. At a time where it's difficult to find facts, not just opinion. There is an oasis in the news desert. It's the Cats Roundtable. 
John Katsimatidis, the personification of the American dream, who built a multi-billion dollar business empire, talks with some of the nation's top newsmakers every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. You won't just hear partisan spin. You'll hear directly from the newsmakers who are shaping the news cycle in the city, the country, and the world. On the Cats Roundtable, you won't just hear about politics. You'll hear about science, business, education, animal rights, and any other topics that you're interested in. Catch the Cats Roundtable every Sunday morning, starting at 8 on AM 970. The answer. If you're looking to wow your corporate guests, clients, or employees after this whole pandemic is over, plan an unforgettable event aboard the Atlantis. Fresh sea air, beautiful skyline views, a gourmet food and bar menu, first-class entertainment, immaculate facilities, plenty of space. What's not to love? Your guests are sure to be impressed and comfortable aboard the Atlantis Mega Yacht. The Atlantis is the yacht we take out each year for our big client cruise event. Captain Fred and the New York Cruises staff go above and beyond with every detail. Our clients love it. Go ahead and start planning your standout event now. Whether it's a corporate event, wedding, engagement party, retirement party, anniversary celebration, why wait? Call New York Cruises to schedule a private viewing of the Atlantis. 212-633-1231. Mention AM970, the answer for 10% off your booking. It's a special offer given the times. Consider booking now to save later. 212-633-1231 or visit NewYorkCruises.com. I like a bed that's really firm. I need something a little softer than that. Rest easy. With the Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed, you can both adjust your comfort with your Sleep Number setting. Can it really help me fall asleep faster? It senses your movement and automatically adjusts to keep you effortlessly comfortable. Sleep Number, proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. It's our weekend special. Save up to $500 on select Sleep Number 360 Smart Beds, plus special financing and free premium delivery on most beds when you add a base. Ends Monday. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details. Hey, are you guys open? Yeah, yeah, we are. Come on in. As businesses reopen across the nation, is your business prepared for what comes next? Salem Surround can help. COVID-19 brought America's thriving economy to a screeching halt. But now, local businesses are getting back to normal. Are you ready for the return to business and all that pent-up consumer demand? Contact Salem Surround. Learn more by logging on to surroundnewyork.com. Connecting you with new customers. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. Uh, we're here. And I was talking to Mike Conti, who's our uh, insurance expert. Uh, before you give us all your information, someone just uh, emailed us a message for you. It said, can someone claim... They got COVID at my property and sue me, oh, and sue my homeowner's insurance, and will premiums go up as a result of COVID? Well, um, here's I'll answer all of those questions. Yes, they can sue you if you were negligent and you, um, you know, didn't follow protocol. And this is an issue that's happening, for example, with the Airbnb apartments uh, where people are renting out these apartments. They're not being sanitized between each use. So, yeah, those people can expect suits. Uh, The next issue is going to be that the homeowner's policy will not offer coverage. That does not mean that you do not have to answer the lawsuit and appear and hire an attorney to defend yourself. 
So uh, I don't know if premiums will go up. Um, they they always go up. So why should they go down? Let me say that. So in other words, now, uh, okay, I, I think the Airbnbs are going to have big problems, okay? Absolutely. And, of course, being in the real estate business, I'm uh, – I don't – we, we – we are that's fine we we feel that we're we regulate it more but now uh what about if someone comes to your house see i think if they come willingly and and you know you certainly i believe have a duty to say hey look we we're not feeling well don't come over but uh we've all had people in the house some of them choose to wear a mask some of them ask you to put a mask on i always do if someone's coming in the house uh, except, of course, the kids. Uh, but but if their friends come in, I'll, I'll put on a mask and I'll say, hey, you know, guys, how you doing? You want, you know, why don't you put a mask on? Are you comfortable without a mask? You tell me. You set the standard. I'll follow. You're a guest in my house. I'll do whatever you want. I think that's just good, you know, good practice. But uh, and certainly, if I know that I don't feel well, I'm I'm not letting anyone in the house. And I think those again are the standards that people have to follow. But again, you know. Um, I think we all have to just try to be civil and to be smart and to be um, considerate of others. Well, thank Mike. But, give us the information. We're going to post it on our site okay. again, our Facebook site. Right. So and then hopefully you'll come on and keep us abreast because I have a feeling this always. is going to change every, uh, well, every couple I, I, of I, weeks I, or days or who knows. I, I love to come on, Dottie. I, I mean, I, I love the show. I, I listen every week, whether I'm on or not. I just enjoy it. So uh, you can get us at uh, honigconte.com, and that's H-O-N-I-G-C-O-N-T-E.com. Uh, we're in Manhattan, and our phone number is 212-777-7113, and uh, we're happy to help anyone that we can. Thanks, and you can expect a call from me this week. <laughs> Thank you, Dottie. Thanks, Enjoy the day. Be safe. Thank you. Bye bye. Really, so much information to know. Um, Ace, are you there, Ace? Yes, I'm here, Dottie. Can you hear me? Okay, Ace, I have a question for you. Now, I was reading something about you know we were talking about how how the interest rates are so low, blah blah blah, and how they are historically low. And now somebody was talking about a 15-year mortgage, and they said, like, if you took out a 30-year mortgage, let's say, for 250000 let's say it was a 30-year mortgage, you borrowed 250000 five years ago, and let's say you paid 5%, even though I think that's kind of high, um, you've been paying, then you would have been paying 1342 in principal and interest each month. Uh, and you would have been close to have $230,000 left on your loan. Now they're saying that if you refinance the balance to, to a 15-year mortgage, what are the rates on a 15-year mortgage? Oh, the rates on a 15-year mortgage is right around 2.75, Daddy. So 2.75, 2.625 is really what you're going to get for a 15-year mortgage. Now what's actually pretty cool, Daddy, is that, let's say for that example that you just had, where you have a 30-year mortgage, and let's say you paid, let's say, five years off, right? You can actually refinance it to a 25-year term. You don't really 20 or 15 years, so whatever you owe on the term, you can actually refinance it to that number of years, which is really, you know. Well, yeah, well, so what I want to ask you is, since most people are not living in their home for 30 years, you might. 
But let's say you're somebody who's, uh, you know, thinking you're going to retire in the next 10 years and you're going to move someplace else. You don't need to necessarily get a 30-year mortgage. And the 15-year mortgages are cheaper, correct? Yeah, it's a lot cheaper. I mean, the payment's higher because of the shorter term. But, you know, you can always do a 15-year term or even, um, you know, some some banks even have 10-year terms, you know. Okay, so let me ask you another question. I thought I remembered this, but I could be wrong. Let's just say, because I think I did this when I first bought my home in the Hamptons. I I couldn't even really afford it, but I always said, you know what? Whenever I have a little extra money, I'm going. I took a thirty-year mortgage out, but I said, whenever I have a little extra money, I'm going to just throw it down on my mortgage. Now, let's say you can either take a fifteen-year mortgage, but let's say you take a thirty, and you just happen to have a little extra cash. Can you add that? In other words, can you just uh, send the bank extra money, and would they put it towards the principal? Can you ask for them to do that? Yes, of course. Now you do have to be specific, though. If you can are, can you putting explain in that? I don't know if we have enough yeah. time, but it's a subject that I think is so important because I was able to pay my mortgage off uh, and save a tremendous amount of interest. I was afraid to take a 15-year mortgage because I I didn't want to be stuck that I had to pay those higher payments. But I did what I'm telling you, and it really panned out. Can you explain that to everyone? Definitely, Dottie. So so there's actually two ways that you can actually pay down your mortgage a little bit quicker, right? So the first way is what you mentioned, Dottie, pay an extra additional uh, payment towards your principal. So you can actually, so let's say your mortgage is $3,000 a month, principal and interest, but you wanted to just make an extra payment of $3,000 towards the principal. You could do that at the end of every year or even during the year. And if you do one extra payment, could bring down your term by five years, Dottie. So just okay, one extra say that again. I mean, that is so important. Yeah. I hope everyone's listening. It, it, so say one, that again. One additional, one additional principal payment can bring down your mortgage by five years, right? So if you do that consistently enough, you know, that, that will quickly pay down your mortgage. Now, the second way to do it, Dottie, is what we call a biweekly payment, meaning traditionally on a mortgage, you're paying 80% interest and 20% principal. But a okay, so, so slow down. Most yep. people, a mortgage, 80% of what you're paying is interest. It's interest in the beginning, correct. Yeah, 20% is principal, right? So this bi-weekly program basically allows you to pay the same amount, but they split it up into two payments. So if your payment is, let's say, for argument's sake, $3,000, you're paying on the first payment $1,500 and on the second payment $1,500. But what they're doing is the first $1,500 goes towards principal and the second $1,500 goes towards towards, um, uh, principal, right? So so fifteen hundred goes towards interest, fifteen hundred goes towards principal. But what you're actually doing is you're paying fifty percent towards the principal instead of twenty percent, and that's how you'll save around seven years off of your thirty-year mortgage, paying the same amount of payments, um, Dottie. So it's actually yeah, a really, no, really. I, good I would really feature. like. I, I think this this show is a bit technical today. I mean, it, there was just a lot of information, and I I, know, I don't I like know. to flood that kind of so much information all at once because it's really hard to absorb it so i hopefully the next couple of weeks we will break it down so that it's a little easier because when you're listening to the radio it is really hard to it's really hard to yeah yeah 
but, but, to digest I'll, it all. I'll and we've had so much information today that maybe too much. And I now now I think they're they're changing the stimulus packages. I'm, I'm watching the news while I'm on this show, and I see that they're doing a whole bunch of things. But I would love are, if you could are. do that next week and kind yeah, of show sure. people there there are many options. And I think we all grew up with kind of a lot of us, you know, with the, you know, people took 30-year mortgages. When, first of all, most people don't even live in their home 30 years. Okay. And second of all, if you do what I did, and I just paid extra money whenever I had it, and I didn't have it a lot, but I okay. ended up saving so much money, and I didn't, I didn't, you know, I didn't put pressure on myself. It's just like, you know, if I was, you know, had some extra money, and I don't think people realize you can do that and how to do that. So I'd like to talk about that. I'd like to talk about the 15-year mortgages, when it makes sense to do that. Obviously, the payments are going to be more money. Um, so, But when you look at what you save, it, it depends on your financial situations. And I think Mike couldn't have said it better. These places that are online, and they offer like, oh, you just give us your information and we'll give you a mortgage rate, one, two, three. Those are very generic. And if you really want to get good information, you can't ask. This is general information. You have to really be specific. And that's why I love Citizens and Ace and when you call Steve, because there's general information, but you want specific information based on your situation, on your risk tolerance, on your age, on what your plans are. You know, I mean, like, so I think that I'd like to do that next week, you know, break it down, yeah. not talk as much about there was just so much overwhelming information. And I, I can't tell you, I think with the hurricane, I was in my house and I heard tornado 10 miles away. Okay. And I said, oh, my goodness. I have no notice. So I just hope everyone is safe and sound and do your best um, to stay safe and keep others safe. And we will be back with really important information that can save tons of money and also provide you wonderful opportunities. Have a great weekend. We'll be back next week. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A.